0: When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today's episode has been sponsored by Jay McLaughlin. Jay McLaughlin is a timeless lifestyle brand with incredible style and a spirit of connection. New customers and listeners of my podcast with special code ZIBBY20, capital Z-I-B-B-Y 20. That's 20% off for new customers and listeners of the podcast with special code capital Z-ZIBBY20. Take advantage of it today. My favorites are this white open long cashmere sweater that I've been wearing on every flight that I've taken on this tour. I have a blue with light blue horizontal striped sweater, several dresses I even wore on Corny America. Check it out. Jay McLaughlin. Thanks so much. and definitely check out those shows as well. Lori Notaro is the author of Excuse Me While I Disappear, Tales of Midlife Mayhem, which, by the way, I found to be one of the most hilarious and helpful books that I have read of late. Lori Notaro is the number one New York Times bestselling author of the humor memoirs The Idiot Girls Action Adventure Club, Autobiography of a Fat Bride, I Love Everybody, The Idiot Girl and the Flaming Tantrum of Death, which was a finalist for the Thurber Prize, and Housebroken, among others. She is also the author of three works of fiction, including the historical novel Crossing the Horizon. Born in Brooklyn, New York, she then spent the remainder of her formative years in Phoenix, Arizona, where she created something of a checkered past. Lori now resides in Eugene, Oregon, has a cute dog and a nice husband, and misses Mexican food like it was her youth. Welcome, Lori. Thank you so much for coming on. Moms don't have time to read books to discuss your book. Excuse me while I disappear. Tales of Midlife Mayhem. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to meet you, and thank you for being so
0: nice about my book. (laughs) I love your book. I laughed out loud so many times and learned a lot, and want to give this to like every single person I know (laughs) without offending them. Like I think there's something still about like oh, I know I'm in midlife. So therefore everyone who's my age is also in midlife, but somehow like telling them that is not the nicest. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I no, I totally
1: get it. But that's kind of why I wrote this book was not as only a, hey, I'm going through this. You're going through this too, but also as a primer as what to expect. Yes, Like no one told me, like yep. my mother, what could I expect? You know, when she told me about the facts of life, I was in the bathtub and she sat on the toilet with a cigarette and said, like, girls have eggs. (laughs) Right. And then that was it. It was just like, okay. (laughs) So I had no experience. I had no knowledge of what was going was going to happen to me in adolescence. Right. So it was always a really scary thing. Like. Just crazy, just like, am I becoming a monkey? What is going on here? Why, why is there pimples? All this stuff that I didn't know, is just happening. And only do the dirty girls, right? Because I was part of what the dirty girls, like the popular girls, like the ones who were like uh, all blonde and tan, didn't have these problems. It was the hairy little Italian girls <laughs> who had to go through all this stuff and thinking about changing species. So with this book, I thought I want to be that person. That shows people this is what's going to happen to you, but it's not all bad. There's so much good in it. So don't fear the Reaper. The Reaper has AARP. He gets really good discounts on stuff. So it's not all bad. It there's a really positive side to it, too. Oh so <laughs> that's what it was meant for. So I think it's okay for people who are not quite there yet. It's just like this is coming, but you you don't need to like don't Botox yourself in preparation for that. It's just going to
0: happen and it's going to be awesome. I love it. I have been looking for a manual. I read all these like midlife indignities, you know, or whatever. I've read Jen Mann's book, Midlife Bites and Kristen Von Ogtrop, like midlife indignities, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's like, I read as many of the midlife primers as possible, but this is like, and not to disparage those. Those are also amazing. But this is like, okay, here's what I am going to go through. And so many of these things I am already going through and nobody has been talking about them. And so I feel this massive sense of relief, even like as I lean back to get it in my like shoulder pops out and I'm like, oh no, it's normal now. I don't even have to go to the doctor. This is so perfect. Thank you. It's part of the disintegrating process. There's
1: nothing wrong with you.
0: Yeah, exactly you had some line where you said something about how like so many of your tendons at this point like pop or disintegrate but like you could you could like melt and like go under the door frame like you could start slithering out of your front door at this point because you're held up together by just like one lone tendon at this <laughs>
1: exactly exactly and it might pop during this podcast. It I don't might. know you might just all of a sudden lose me you know because oh like everything is just held together by like one thin little string. So,
0: yeah, it's crazy. Well, I also have to say that in your book, you talk about this one coffee meeting that you had for a job that you took uh, that was at eight o'clock. And you were like, well, do they really mean coffee at eight? Or was that like, <laughs> was, that a, was that a typo and they really meant noon? <laughs> and now, and now here we are. And I realize as we were talking before that it's 6 a.m. where you are. And are you still in Eugene, Oregon? I am, but I am
1: still, I'm still employable. I'm still employed, which is the real miracle there. I still have a job, not with that, not with the university of Oregon, but with a different university. So, but I get to work. This is the beautiful thing is that, you know, I know a lot of people didn't have a a good COVID year, but I got to tell you, it was like the best time of my life. I'm a germaphobe by nature. So I, I'm finally like, Dude, I can wear a mask all the time. This is fantastic. This is so great because I've been wanting to do this for like 10 years, right? I, I'm thinking about moving to China just so I could blend in, right? <laughs> so and you'll anyway. blend right. You'll, so,
0: blend right in, you'll blend right in, Lori. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The tallest gray-haired person ever. But in any case, so I've gotten used to now waking up at 8 o'clock. I'm still working at home, which is great. So that was a result of the pandemic, which, like I said, was really
0: good for me. It was a, a really
1: beautiful time in my life.
0: No, but I feel like I you were convincing me that going into an office could actually be super fun because I work from home and now have my team all works from here, too, because I like <laughs> Like, I'm not leaving. And so you're coming. But you had this whole chapter on, you know, discovering like-minded people where you felt like you were, you know, in the boring section with all the other gray-haired people. And you realized they were like such badass, cool women. And yeah, it
1: was like, it was like being on death row. It was totally, I re- realized they stepped, they set me in that thing. And I was like, in that row. And I thought, no, I should be in that row because I... I should be with the young girls because I'm young. And then it <laughs> dawned on me, sister, come on, like, own it, like, know it. And so I got to know them. And like, yeah, Melody is a barrel racer. Marla designed Iron Maiden covers. It was amazing. And actually, I think one of my friends just put a picture of all of us in the death row on Amazon uh, attached to her review. So it's hilarious.
0: Oh, my gosh. Probably I think to like that. Ring.
1: Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> and you even organized a renovation of the very slippery slate that everybody tripped on and you really hurt your knee and you did and that sound, that was like amazing that you stuck with that for so long and finally affected change yeah
1: i'm tenacious i was far gone from from that job i was still at the university but i was way out of that position when they finally realized yeah this is a lawsuit. People have like almost died on this stupid slate in Oregon where it rains every single day. <laughs> so that was one. They still didn't pay for my medical bills. I'm sorry about that. I know. <laughs> the collection agencies, so, because it was a matter of pride, right? It was a matter yes. of pride. I'm not paying this bill. It wasn't my fault. It was a last, okay. It was a last, time I will ever do the splits so that kind of gave me some street cred right I wasn't it was unintentional splits but I still did it I still knew that I had the capacity to do it even though I would really really injure
0: myself oh my gosh so but funny. yeah
1: so that finally gotten taken care of and then they the building lost
0: Uvo as their tenant which was awesome. I just have to to read a couple a couple things. First of all, you have this whole list of, of what to expect and questions to ask. For example, why is my ass where my belly used to be? Can bending over kill me? Why can't I lose weight after 50? My boobs are stretching like saltwater taffy. Why? <laughs> and so many more. And then you have this whole funny thing about memory, which oh my, I mean, oh my, you're like, you said, my point is the problem is not that we are losing our memory. It's like that we are at capacity. And if new stuff wants to come in, we have to start throwing old stuff overboard. I deleted seventh and eighth grade just to remember the names of my coworkers once I started my new job. Frankly, I can't handle any new stuff. I really don't even want new stuff. I held out on getting a smart TV. Oh, this is the funniest, but this is a very long <laughs> section about the smart TV Now you had to post that you wanted a teenager to help you. Yeah, I are oh, you. like, oh my
1: I'll gosh. play for your, pain, for your plane ticket up. Please just come up and show me how to use
0: Roku. Oh my and gosh. And
1: casting. I still don't get casting. I still it's don't so, get
0: it. You're so right too. Cause you're like, was it Hulu? Was it discovery? Was it this? I can never remember. And you're like, forget it. And that's how I feel sometimes too. I'm like, oh, I want to watch a show, but where on earth could it be? <laughs> I mean, it's just out there. So I usually have to Google something on my phone, but
1: then it takes me 10 steps to remember how to Google something on my phone. Like, okay, I have to press this button and that button. And then what do I use? And to get that, and then we Google it. And then usually that, that app is out. So I totally get it. Yeah, it's, it's even if I shove more stuff in there, it just pops right back out. Yeah, doesn't happen. It just doesn't want to, it doesn't want to stay in there. There's no home. Yeah. The old memories don't like the new memory. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and your whole section on, on trouble sleeping at night was absolutely hilarious. I mean, you have like a, play by play of all the times, but what you really say, the conclusion is like, wait, let me, I couldn't find that where you say that how moms like stay at home moms are the, Oh, here you said you can tell if a young mother or father has been up all night with their kids. Actually, you don't even have to be a detective because they'll tell you the first time you see them that day, two kids sick and another kicked me all night. They mumble need more coffee. Yet the entire population of middle-aged women are showing up to work on three hours of sleep, some with their night men still coursing through their bloodstream, <laughs> running meetings, making deadlines, and putting curses on their bosses. It was just a little packet of dirt from a graveyard sprinkled in their office. And the rest of the world has no idea. Why? Because we are super women, because it's how we are. We're high. We're sleep deprived. and We're still doing all the shit. If my husband doesn't get his full eight hours, he'll mention it the whole next day as if he spent the dark time keeping flesh eating zombies from gaining entry to our house. Not middle-aged women. They get up from a bed they've never slept in, put on an underwire and some mascara and do it all over again. And no one knows.
1: That's true. That's totally true. I'm on so many sleep meds that I'm amazed that I wake up every morning, to be perfectly honest. And, and, and I'm up like at all times of the night. And then you just go on Facebook and all your friends are there and they're awake too. So that's another part of middle-aged where, that is just uh, in glory. It's just inglorious. But there's other people out there who feel your pain. So it's just a built-in support group. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: You and the gummies. You're like every, every middle-aged woman is taking pot gummies every night. We're all
1: high. You're all, you're so We're all high. <laughs> oh my gosh. In fact, one of my friends just sent me a text with a, a bottle. I don't know where you get a bottle of sleep gummies, but she's just like, <laughs> Lori, these are too strong for me.
0: I think they're more for you. So I was like, yeah, I'll swing by tomorrow and pick up your pot." Oh my gosh! I don't know. You start the night with a clonopin, and I took one once because I was like, "Oh, I can't fall asleep. It's like three thirty. I'm just gonna take this clonopin because I feel like this is what I'm supposed to take for anxiety." But it's like in my medicine cabinet. I'm like, "All right, I'll just give it a shot." I woke up at like two the next day, which fortunately was Yom Kippur, and I'm Jewish, and so you're supposed to like go to temple and fast. Instead, I had my kids like sit on top of me, and and I was like putting the the service on the TV, like casting from my phone. I'm like, "Just watch this. I can't get out of bed." And then finally, <laughs> I woke up at two and I was like, well, this is the easiest fast I've ever had. <laughs> but see, you know how to cast. You know how to
1: cast. I need I, to yeah, I you out, out here to day. show
0: me how to cast. Yeah, absolutely. That time I somehow figured it out. Or maybe my husband did it for me. I can't even remember. See, my memory is gone. But somehow it got up there on the TV. <laughs> yeah,
1: and but, but children of the 90s, like are it was the 90s. You know, it was really kind of the last good time. So we all have increasingly really great tolerances for Klonopin. Like one is like, is just a, uh, one is like kind of a glass of cider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: it's like Just taking a little bit of the edge off. And if I really want to have a good time, I'll do too. You're literally right. like the person at the party who's like, oh, well, she has such a high tolerance. Like forget these, forget this six pack. Like let's move on to that. You know, where's the, I don't where's the, Where's the Jack Daniels? Where's yeah, the Jack
1: Daniels? I'm not messing around. If I'm going to go in, I'm going in all the way. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and you also had a really funny chapter. I mean, there's, every chapter was hilarious about you and your husband joining the ARP and how you really didn't want to do it, and then you found out that he got like a twofer and could sign you up. <laughs> he
1: did, and he's like, he "No, he was, was a collaborator. <laughs> he totally turned me in just so he could get this little free gift." Um, and it's terrible. It is the cheapest little thing. A pillbox, of course, a pillbox, a weekly th- pillbox. I thought box. it was a, one of the things to pick up your socks. Oh, th- wait, okay. I think I got the pillbox then yeah. and he got a gripper. <laughs> yeah, a gripper. It's actually good for stuff that falls behind the washing machine. It's really good. Or I, have a, I, have I have one.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's awesome. I got the really terrible gift. The oh really, goodness. really bad one. And the, pill, the top doesn't even stay close. The pills are going to go everywhere. It, don't ever use that from AARP. It's very, very cheap. <laughs> it wasn't worth turning my life over to them, but my husband felt that it was. Yeah.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, You mentioned at one point that you went back to work in part to get health insurance because of your husband's MS. How what is right. the update on that? He's doing
1: okay. We've had a couple relapses, but you know, they're they're making some really great strides. I feel like I have to leave this on a good note. You know, they're making some really good strides at Harvard. They finally found out what what kind of causes MS and it's not hepatitis. It's mono mononucleosis. So if you've had mono when you were a teenager, your chances of getting MS go through the roof.
0: It's oh no, crazy. I had yeah, mono as a teenager.
1: <laughs> so, well, just, you know, he's become, uh, here's the, the funny side is that he's become a vegan for in this immuno kind of diet. So we have to, <laughs> it's Further propelled me into old age. He makes his own little thing, like a stir fry or something like that. But I'm just like, I'm an old Italian lady. Why am I going to cook for one person? So there I am, literally on a TV tray, which was the best purchase I ever made, eating my lean cuisine by (laughs) myself for dinner. Swedish meatballs are awful. But you know what I'm not going to do? I'm going to make chicken parm for myself. Right. I'm not going to do that. So i become like this. Yeah, i become the lady who shoves in seven frozen TV dinners. If it's a good week, I go to Trader Joe's. But if it's a rushed week, yeah, I'm eating link cuisine and Stouffer's. It's, it, it's not a part of my life I'm enjoying. I'll say that. So and it's all his fault.
0: Oh, my gosh. There's so many people I bet who would want your chicken parm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, there should be like a swap situation. Like you can pick up their like healthy vegan meals and you could do a trade, you know? like Right, a- exactly. Okay. How, have you always been this funny? Probably yes. And two, tell me about, you write it just as funny as you think it. Like there, how do you do, how do you, like, tell me about that.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I grew up in, I like to say that I grew up in Italy, but I didn't. I grew up in Brooklyn. My parents were not from Italy. They were from Brooklyn. But it was still very, very Italian in our house and very people shouting over one another. So you got three conversations going on at one time just during a family meal. And everyone's insulting each other, right? And it's But you have to grow up with that tough skin. Otherwise, you just can't be Italian. You're not going to make it. You're you're going to like failure to thrive. It's just not going to happen. So my father is extraordinarily funny. My mother is the funniest person in the world, but has no idea that she's funny. So I just grew up kind of with that banter and with that really fast, you just really had to, you know, come back with a, a comeback really, really fast. My sisters are both very funny. So how, you know, Christmas time and my nephews are, are funny. We've raised them to be funny, funny young men. But I was a reporter for a long time. And so I learned how to write really fast. There's no time for me to go in and make it nice and pretty. (laughs) It's just stream of thought, just pure thought vomit on my keyboard. And so that's just the way that it happens. And and I edit as I go along. And then my poor editors, I just always give them a first draft. (laughs) They're just like, okay. So that's just the way it happens. That's just the way I just don't, I don't have time to mess around and make things pretty. And you know, if things are, things are not pretty in life. And and I'm one of those people who need people to be accountable, to be show life how it is. Like, I hate Instagram. Instagram is so funny. And I just laugh at it. And all these, you know, my friend Angela, who I love, she's been at, like to the Caribbean, like, Eight times this year. And so she just posted a picture of like off to the cabana. And I'm like, you know what? I think that's a stock photo. I think you're just putting that, you just put the same cabana on Instagram eight times this year and expect that we're not going to notice. But I think I remember that cabana, Angela. I think that that's true. I think you're not on vacation. I think you're working and you're saying you're on vacation. <laughs> So my life is not, I think most lives are not pretty. They're not Instagram worthy. But I I think that being honest about things makes you feel better about your own deplorable situation and makes people feel like, okay, I'm not the only one. So I'm just, I'm brutally honest. I don't have a good poker face. Zoom is like the worst thing in the world for me. (laughs) I really like telephone interviews better.
0: I'm sorry. We can turn off our, we can turn
1: off no, our, no, 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 no. I, I, this is great. This is I really love looking at your library. Okay. Amazing. I'll just get out it's a of the fantasy way. I'll library. I don't here. know if people have, have seen it. I'm sure you've got this on your website. It's a fantasy library. It's like, if I don't die with a library like that, then I have not achieved my full humanity.
0: I mean, you can borrow it. You can just come in and pretend to be me.
1: something that I want. (laughs) I I must possess all of those colors.
0: (laughs) These are just my books. You know, you could do it with your own books.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I've got some of that upstairs with like my old antique books, but this is just a magnificence that is unparalleled anywhere else in the world.
0: Okay. So for people who are in midlife and you have so many sections that are just, I mean, I, I, I feel like a broken record. Keep when I keep telling you that it's just so hilarious, but if there's something that you want people to know to not feel bad about the most, like what would that be? Or what are the most, the things that you're like, okay, no, 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 this is totally normal, but? When you get to be a certain age,
1: you do become invisible. And that to some people initially is really shocking and very demoralizing, but then I realized, oh my God, it's not that at all. It's a superpower. No one is paying attention to me. I am, I really don't even exist in most places, which means that I can do whatever I want. And I I don't really, I don't really want to advocate shoplifting. (laughs) But what (laughs) I will say is that (laughs) when Safeway sells you 10 pounds of rotten peaches... It's okay if you forget to pay for something. Don't go back and pay for it. If you're out of the store and you have something in your cart and you normally would go back and pay for that, and that happened to me. It was a a five-pound bag of russet potatoes. I got all the way out to my car and thought, oh, my God, I got these potatoes. And then I realized, oh, no, 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 you ripped me off on, on a pound of $10 of rotten peaches. You still owe me. We're still not equal, Right. So that's what I would say, because you people are not paying attention. So if you kind of roll out with something a little bit, keep it. That's God's gift to you for <laughs> living all these years. Like I, and I read this in the book, and I fully I believe it to be true. And I, I'm dying to, to test it out. My husband says, I will not bail you out of jail and you will lose your job. But I do believe that I could walk out with a deep freeze at Costco, just waving a battered old Safeway receipt. I swear I could. I swear I could. And one day, if I'm diagnosed with like a terminal illness, I will try it. Wow!
0: Who knew that stealing a frozen turkey would be on your bucket list? It's delightful.
1: (laughs) I finally feel like I am. I finally feel like I I can act the way that I really am because people don't expect it. And when they don't expect it, you have all this freedom, like, you know, young guys in traffic revving their you know, four by fours, whatever behind me, because I'm going too slow in my filthy, dirty Prius. And then they pull up next to me and they start yelling at me. And then I just scream an obscenity at them. They're like, they have nothing to say. They have nothing to say. Their grandma is yelling at them and in a bad way, right? in a right? <laughs> filthy, disgusting, degenerate way. And that is so glorious. I've been wanting to do that my entire life. And no one's going to beat me up because I'm old. And it would be a lawsuit because they'd probably kill me. Right? No one's <laughs> gonna touch it. It's awesome. It's totally awesome. And the discounts are great. Like if I want to order a child's meal, I just order it. And even though I'm not really the age of getting free, not free movies, but senior discounts, just... They're I didn't realize this they're fifteen year old kids behind the the ticket machine, or now, if you go up to a a kiosk, just get the senior discount. Everyone deserves a senior discount so i'm gonna I'm just gonna stop right there. I might be going into the weeds, so
0: <laughs> no, I love that so what is the superpower of us all together? Like, cause I feel like people don't market enough to older people. I feel mm. like, you know, especially with books, not to give away all my secrets, but you know, we start. I started this publishing company and I'm like, why is nobody, Mar- these are the people who read, like what the heck? Like, why are we trying to capture the intention only of really young, busy people who don't have time to read? Hence my podcast title, right? People who have time right, to read. We don't have
1: time to read. In fact, when I was, I have been out of the business for about five years when I thought I'd been having these experiences, I've, I went back to work as a middle-aged person. I mean, I had been out of the workforce for 20 years. And so I had gathered up enough material in those five years to say, this is what the transition is like. And I, I pitched it to several agents that I knew. And you know what they told me? No one wants to read about middle-aged women. Oof. Nobody. And I thought, really? Because guess what? We're the only ones reading we're the only ones reading. So of course, if you want me to do something, tell me no, right? Just tell me no, that it's not going to fly. And I was like, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to write this book. I was just testing it out. And once those three agents told me no, I was like, okay, God, now I got to do it. Now I have to do it. And so I went and without an agent, I pitched the book. We got a deal and they were totally into it. And It has been, I've been hearing from so many women who say, finally, I feel seen. Finally, after all this time, I know that I'm not the only one. I'm not going bonkers. This is the way society looks at it. So now that we've realized that we're all in this together, I think we have such power to demand. I have written letters to J. Crew saying, I want to see old people to Doan, the, the really hip new clothing company. And I buy their clothes. I want to see old people in anthropology. I want to see old middle-aged women in Doan ads. Uh, that is what I want to see. Not only that. You, okay. So you're getting, you're, you're finally getting to the chubs. Which is great because I've been a chub for a really long time. We're finally getting into the 16 pluses on all these clothing companies. Now, do your due diligence. We've been buying your crap all along. Represent us. We're still buying J. Crew. People my age are still buying J. Crew. So, represent me. Let people know that it's okay that they don't have to go to Dress Barn. You know, or shop at Target for something with elastic. There, we can still fit into your clothes and we still want to wear your clothes. And that goes for everything, for, you know, from anything from, I, the thing is, I'm tired of being <laughs> the only kind of commercial that's geared toward me is medication. <laughs> like, I deserve something better. Put a Pepsi commercial. I'll drink that still if you show an old lady drinking it. I'll still drink that. I'll probably be dying. I'll drink half this much because my blood sugar is going to shoot up. <laughs> but I'm—I I will still do that. Just show me that I'm still a human being. I'm still alive, and I still purchase your products. Okay. So I think together we have that
0: power, and it is a great and awesome power. Um, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you our books when we actually have copies printed, and I want to use you like a model right? You can like, you'll be like a model. We'll put it on our website. Like you'll go on Instagram and you could just, we'll be like target audience. What do you think? No, I think that's awesome.
1: I, I think that's fantastic because people, yeah, they just get such a bad rap. And the thing is, so I just printed out some swag for merchandise for touring and stuff like that and I had to get a little rubber bracelet because they were cheap and I thought oh that's funny and so I'm just like what should I say on that what should I say I thought of a couple of different things like I know more than you do you know because we do I've been around for so much longer of course every day I learned something new so of course I know more than my nephew who accuses me of well I'm not going to go there okay. in any case he's 20 he doesn't know it he You know nothing when you're 20. You know nothing. And now at 57, I realize that. But what I decided on the bracelet was, excuse me while I disappear and then kick your baby ass. (laughs) (laughs) So that is my, I think that sums it up right, like right there. Like you see me being old, but I have more knowledge than you and I am way smarter than you. And I've been around for way longer. And I can figure stuff out way faster, even though I I can't remember your name. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how to turn on my TV. I know a lot more stuff that's way more worthwhile than a 20 year old. When I was
0: 20, I was so stupid. I was oh my so gosh. Stupid. I just love you. I love this book. I love everything about you. I am so excited that I met you. And yeah, I'm just sort of like over the moon happy about it. So, anyway, thank you for coming on Mom's <laughs> Time to Read Books. Thank you for Excuse Me While I Disappear. And
1: yeah, I'm just super excited. You're awesome, Zibby. And I think I might change my middle name to Zibby now. Go ahead. You take it. You or the dog. Either way. <laughs> Thank okay. you so
0: much for having me I'm on are your delight. Okay. Me too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books.